Yes, guys, welcome back to Onto the Ball. It's a somber morning for Travis, at least. Uh, but my boy will always be there to turn up when it matters for a Manchester United. <laughs> I always have to defend these, man, mate. They're just hanging me out to dry, man. I feel like I'm on my own, bro. I feel like Ten Hag, man, just that sobering look at the end of the game on the touchline, just begging for some help. And that, that's where well, I'm as Mark Gold. Goldbridge put it, and I don't laugh at much he says, but he had a vacant look in his eyes. You know, like when a dog's doing a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh at that. <laughs> um, oh, Travis, what mm. a day of ball yesterday. First and foremost, let's just get that out there. What a day. Yeah. Um, obviously, Liverpool started off in the morning a little bit fortuitous by the referee, VAR, uh, a little bit unlucky with the penalty, although I've seen them given, of course, I have all the time. But to me, the striker played the ball where he wanted it to go. What happened after that? But anyway, then obviously in the afternoon, Man United, nil, Bournemouth, three. The thrills and spills continued on to the half-five game. Aston Villa won, uh, Arsenal nil to follow up a 1-0 win against Man City as well. The league is just... It's a crazy, crazy league, and I'm here yeah. for it. I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, my beloved Liverpool are top of the pile. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone's seen that coming. No. But let's get straight into it. Man United nil, Bournemouth three. I know I, probably the the uh, gif I put into our group chat the most is the Groundhog Day gif yeah. to wind you up. Yeah, I'm going to do it yet again. It's Groundhog Day. Has it ever been this bad since Fergie? No. I've got to ask you again. No, this is this is definitely the worst it's been since Fergie left. Um, because I know 10 years is like quite a big span of people for people in, in, in the realms of football, but when you think about it, it's not actually a very long time. I mean, before Fergie came in, we, we had to wait 26 years before he was appointed, and then it took him six years to win his first title. So I'm being patient. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, There's only so much patience a man can have, though, isn't it? I know, but I'm I'm humble enough to say that I was gassed off Tenag, but now he's gone backwards. I, I'm I'm open enough to admit that. I'm, I'm man enough to admit that. Do you know what I mean? I'll say it with chest. I, I backed him with chest, and I'll say Tenag out with chest. Like to me, he is not showing any credentials as to why he deserves to take this club forward at all. And I know what people are going to say: it's the players. These players have been here for time, and throwing these managers under the bus and all that jazz but i'm sure we'll, we'll go into it in more detail we'll really strip it back but for me this just isn't good enough at all i mean three nil at home to bournemouth bournemouth have never beaten us in premier league history do you know what i mean we've had these owners since 2005 so if home or away no um at, at old trafford or just at old trafford just at old trafford so if if it was down to just the glazers and just the structure why have they never beaten us up until this point? There's fundamental issues as to how we're setting up in games, which have got nothing to do with a hierarchy or a structure above, which we'll come to, yeah. But it's just the result is terrible. The performance is like all the rest of the performances this season, back and forth, end to end, basketball match. Both teams can score five goals. And 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 this, this is Man United and this is where we are at the moment. I mean, not to digress, but how shit must Chelsea be? I know. <laughs> I said that previews on Twitter, actually, because he tagged me in saying this is this just makes that defeat to United or worse. But 
I mean, I'm not discrediting United for Wednesday because it was much improved from what we've seen all season. It's probably the one performance of note where you would say for the majority of the game we were on top and actually deserved to win. I think we've played 24 matches this year and to say that we've not really thoroughly deserved to win about 23 of those matches is quite damning. And that's me being honest. I'm not just like exaggerating. Tweet, what was the one you thought you deserved to win? The Chelsea the Everton one, again, they still had some chances. But the Chelsea one, I would say we deserve to beat Chelsea, really. I think Chelsea were pretty poor on the night. But even though Chelsea were poor, they still had chances in the game. Like, they could have arguably went in at one. Well, they did go in one each. But they had other opportunities where they were quite wasteful as well. That's not to say Chelsea played well. But we've got a fundamental fundamental issue with, like, dealing with counterattacks bombing everyone forward. We play every minute of the game like it's stoppage time and we're 2-1 down. That's just like a tactical flaw with how we set up in games. And it's not going to change under this manager. It's absolutely not going to change. No matter what he does, no matter who he signs, this is the way he wants to play and this is the types of results that we're going to get. That statement, uh, that sentence you said, this is the way he wants to play. How does he want to play, Trav? I'm still lost. I don't well, this is it. Like, you so want it to be a basketball match, end to end. You attack, we attack, you attack, we attack. Because that's what it was like against Chelsea, which made a, an enjoyable spectacle for the neutral fan. Um, but that is not, especially at home, that's not what you want. Well, he's bought in a ball playing goalkeeper that booms it long. So, to me, what it what it signifies to me is that if any team presses us with any sort of organisation or structure and we can't deal with it, he's telling the team to go long. So if they can't play out of a press, he's like, boom it up to Hoyland and McTominay, the two big man, and we'll just pick the bits up. But we're not picking the bits up and we're not dominating the ball. So it, it just means that the opposition are more likely to win. It's simple maths, really. We have less of the ball every game and we play off percentages and the percentages aren't going in our favour. So we're losing a lot of football matches. And, and the football matches we are winning because we're playing percentage football, we're just scraping by in those games. Like... I just don't see how people think that bringing in a director of football and a CEO is going to change the way we play. Yes, the recruitment might be a little bit better. Yes, we might save some money on the terms in terms of the transfer. So instead of paying 80 million for Anthony, we might pay 65 million or 60 million for Anthony. Whoopie do. It doesn't mean that even the then that's long, isn't it, Trav? I know, because but that's, let's, let's, yeah, let's so say you do get that right, and it's a, yeah. a, a, a peak DOF like uh, Brighton have got, and there's there's other clubs yeah. doing great business. That is like a two to three year fix, isn't it? We're talking about now on the pitch for yeah. the next year or two. You, you need more, don't you? And that's on ten. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You can have the best setup in the world, but if if you train all week to prepare for Bournemouth and Bournemouth play a four three three. And then they turn up at Old Trafford and they play a 4-4-2. Then you've got to change your tactics in game and your game plan. So no director of football, no CEO, no sports scientist, no nutritionist is going to help you do that. That's not their job. The manager's job is to set the team up on the day and navigate the team in order to win a football match. That's always going to stay the same. In terms of motivation, disciplinary issues... Everything like that, that is always a manager's remit. Because if it's just on the structure, 
why do you employ a manager? What do these people want the manager to actually do at the club? What do they want Tenag to do? If this is down to structure, we might as well just employ a CEO, employ a director of football and not have a manager. There's no point because the fans don't want him to do anything. They don't want him to fix anything. They just want a structure above that's going to give him a perfect recruitment model. And then, and then that's it. That will just automatically equate to challenging for leagues and Champions Leagues. It's just a load of nonsense. It's just so many excuses that we're using for Tanar. The thing is, we keep mentioning the impact Ange Postacoglu's had at Spurs, Deserby a little bit longer at Brighton, and now add Unai Emery to that pot of what he's done at Aston Villa. It just heaps more and more pressure on Ten Hag, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's it's not it's it's worse than that because it's all those teams that have got haven't even got that sort of expectation level or the match. So for example, Villa, they were in relegation trouble when Emery took over, but at least Emery's an elite manager. He's proven it. He's gone in at other clubs like Sevilla and stuff and done a great job. He's won European Cups. Um, so even he had a bit of stock. But the thing is, you've got teams like Bournemouth playing us off the park. They've just literally got their manager this year and hardly recruited anyone. Villa's more or less got the same team as what Gerard have when they were 17. This is what I'm saying. Like, there's teams that aren't even on Villa's level, haven't got the players. Because Villa have got some quality players as well that are, like, just unsung heroes. And they're quite underrated, like Douglas Louise and McGinn and players like that. They've Leon Bailey, Watkins is flying. They've got quality. Whereas Bournemouth, I'm not saying they've not got good players, but what I'm saying is... Burn, but Bournemouth have purely got a manager that's drilling them well. Do you know what I mean? Pause. They, but he is literally organising them well and setting them up in order to do well against against opposition. And they were just they were just better than us yesterday. They had a better set up. They set themselves up well. They had a game plan. They counterattacked after they got the early goal, and we couldn't live with it. We haven't got we haven't got the legs in the team to deal with counterattacks. We don't pick the right players. We're benching players like Varane and alienating players like Casemiro. Stars just sat on the bench or out of the squad. It's a total shambles. Um, let's just look at the team that United put out. And there's something that I want to show you here. And it was mm. only when I was looking at it um, last night, looking at who played, looking yeah. at who, who was on the bench. And yeah. I think even you might be shocked, or probably not. It's your club. You know them better than me. But you know when you're flying and mm. you rest players for the League Cup or even the FA Cup or yeah. the Europa League, and you're still getting results, you praise the squad depth, don't you? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, we can we can rest bare man, still get results. And mm. when it's not going so well, and that's when I looked at it now, if you look at your squad, it is so bloated. And the point I'm trying to make is when I looked at it, I know all the players. I bet if you looked at Liverpool's squad, there'd be... 25% you've never heard of. They'll, they'll be yes. youths. And you'll be like, who's he? Who's he? Never well, we've got household names everywhere. Everywhere. So look at this. So obviously on the bench coming on, you had Hoyland, Evans, Palestri, Rashford. Starting Anana, Dallow, Maguire, Shaw, Regulon, McTominay, Amrabat, Anthony, Fernandez, Garnacho, Martial. Left on the bench was that new keeper, Bayinde, Mainu, Van der Beek, Varane, Wambasaka. So that's just the match day squad. Then injuries... You've got Casemiro, Diallo, Eriksen, Lindelof, Malassia, Martinez, Mount, Sancho. <laughs> I mean, that's like 25, 30 men. I know. And they're all household names. A lot of them, like uh, i seen one of your tweets earlier on, have been there under Jose, under Ole, under Louis van, van Gaal. 
it is just it, it begs yeah, belief uh, how this squad has not been trimmed. But if you look, yeah, without a doubt, it needs trimming, and and it hasn't got enough quality. But if you think, look, Ten Hag's been there eighteen months. In eighteen months, forty percent of that squad are his signings. That's nearly half. Yeah. Mm. So if you carry that trajectory on, and he lasts in the job for three years, he will have eighty percent of his players. That's nearly the full squad of his players. So when he walked into the job, surely he didn't think he needed 100% of his players in 18 months of the job. He surely had to think, right, well, I've got to hang my hat on some of the existing squad. Not all of it, but some of it. He had to get some out of some of these players. And the players he's chosen to ride with him are Bruno, who's the UV's main captain, and Rashford, who he gave the big contract to. They're the two main players he wanted to build his team around. At the moment, that's not working. If you look at 14% of the squad, they are from ex-managers, like pre-Oli. So Oli, don't forget, Oli's only been out of the job for 18 months, you know. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know what people expect. Like, what we're saying is, is with the squad he's got now, he isn't doing good enough with the squad he's got. We're not saying he's got the finished article. No one thinks this squad can win the league and the Champions League. Absolutely nobody thinks that. But with the squad he's got, and with nearly signing half of the squad by this time, it's nowhere near good enough. You should not be getting, not even beaten, but outplayed by Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, Everton, home or away, you should not be getting outplayed by them teams, signing half the squad and spending 400 million. It's absolutely not good enough. Like, I don't care what anyone says. It's absolutely not good enough. It doesn't matter what structure you've got above you as well. He should be able to coach that squad of players to dominate against them teams because them teams have only had their manager for less than a season and they're playing miles better football than us. So it's no excuse. At what point do you think the club will realise there's no excuse and it's his time's up? He's made an absolute hash of his opportunity in 18 months at Man United. I know well, I keep asking, it's yeah, like, well, this, day again. at what the point is it like, this is unacceptable? The standard, well, the, the quality that, that, that these the players the are showing, the effort, the desire. That is, that is the fault of the club. Like they Because they're very reactionary and they don't think longer term, they think, oh, we're only three points behind City, so he's doing sound. But we've lost seven games and we've not even played everyone in the top 10 yet. So if, yeah, it's the falsest position I've ever you know seen I mean, in the Premier League. Isn't it? Exactly. It's exactly. It's such a false position. But the thing is, the Glazers have got the perfect alibi. They're going to wait for Sir Jim to come in and they're going to let Sir Jim make that decision because they're going to give him football in control. They won't make that decision. They don't want to make that decision. They don't want to pay another manager off. That, that's the route they're going to go down. They, they're just going to think, oh, well, we don't need to make that decision. That's got nothing to do with us. Um, so we'll just leave that down to um, Sir Jim and his men. And, and, and rightly so, really. If they're going to give him footballing and sporting control, they're going to wait for him to make that decision. But without a doubt, it needs making. Like, it, Trav, what, As a fan, what do you think of that strategy? Because to me, that sounds risky as hell. And I'm talking like risky as in Hicks and Gillette. What they mm. done to Liverpool in 2008, 2009, 2010, nearly into liquidation. Them two fell out. One wanted to pour in more money. One didn't. They fell out. They ended up having the club taken off them. And then in terms of a manager, do you remember Julier and Evans? Yeah. Two different personalities trying to pretend they're co-managing. How, like, it, 
I cannot see how that's ever going to work. How how is what going to work? Sorry. So how Jim Ratcliffe is mm. going to come in, twenty five percent stake in the club, and take care of all footballing decisions like that? How on earth will that work? Because you, you, everyone in all jobs and all, especially football, you live and die by your decisions. Mm. Glazers could live or die by Ratcliffe's decisions. This is a recipe for disaster. The Man United fans think that, or am I? Um, no, I think I think they. Well, it, it's very divided, as you know. The club, a lot of fans wanted a full sale. Like that's not going to happen now. So, the, I think the fans are quite like sort of quietly optimistic that a structure can come in and sort of decide and make better decisions in terms of like recruitment and structures in that sense, like value for money, using budgets in a better way, ident giving Ten Hag like alternatives to his recruitment because they're not happy with the sign. Well, they say they're not happy with the signings, but at the same time in the summer, Who, who's not happy? Like the fan base. Oh, the fan base, sorry. Yeah, but they, but in the summer we was hearing, oh, we're adding Anana, we're adding Amrabat, we're adding this and we're going to cut. I've seen the tweet. Third. Do you know what I mean? And then now, all of a sudden, the recruitment's dead and the, and the whole squad's toxic. So, look, at the end of the day, for me to summarise is that there are things above the manager that need that need work and that need improving. And, and there is a structure that's required in, it, in terms of an overall goal just to bring a little bit of identity. But the manager is the most important person at the club. And, I, and I'll give you the prime example why. This, is, this hits the nail on the head. So Liverpool, yeah, when you when you won your title, you had Michael Edwards in charge. Everything was hunky-dory, fantastic sporting director, recruitment was bang on, da-da-da-da-da. When he left this last summer and you got George Shamakton after finishing fifth, there was turmoil in Liverpool's fan base in the summer. There was, wasn't there? We're not signing Kai right now. <laughs> we're not, right, we're not signing Kai We've not got Bellingham. Where's the, George Shamak's dead. Where's Uzi identifying yeah. Endo, all these shots. FSG out. Not he lives in Ibiza. He runs the club from his laptop. Right, right then. You get four players in, crops cooking, no one's mentioning nothing. That that is that is the prime example. So you can you can put in whatever structure you want. Everyone was calling this Shamak guy a bum. He doesn't know his talent ID is dead. He's signing Endo from Stuttgart, some bum from the Bundesliga. Da -da 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 -da. All of a sudden you're top of the league flying, lost one game in the last 30 or something like that. So Look, the, at the end of the day, you can get any manager, whatever players you want, they still need coaching, they still need a game plan, they still need motivating. All that comes from the manager. And until so we basic, get a manager, yeah, yeah, the basics of a manager's remit are not being done, are they? Not this, at all. This, this team, this squad is just disjointed. He's, he's alienating everyone as well. He's falling out yeah. with man all the time. Why do you think he does that? He what, doesn't. He's got what no. What can his balance. thinking be? He's got. He's got no balance with the way he disciplines. Like it's literally like he just wants. It's like he wants to make your life hell. Like that's what it feels like. If if you cross the line, you're gonna know about it and know about it hard. It's like he's forcing it. Like he's going out his way to like make man feel small and belittling. It's quite like disturbing like it's worrying how he's treating these some of these players like don't get me wrong I don't know the ins and outs of the Sancho thing that's probably the one isolated incident that I can think about where I think Sancho did a lot wrong just as much as it's been dealt with poorly but to fall out with Raphael Varane 
like the guy won't say boo to a goose. He's had an absolutely imperious career. And if you speak to any footballers, he is the nicest guy off the pitch. I've watched a documentary of him. Family man, loves his kids, loves his wife, just wants to play ball, gives his all. And you can tell how much he loves the fans as well. So how he's gone from being a stalwart centre half for us and an integral part of the team last year to being fifth choice centre half behind Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire. In in a position that's probably your most critical right now, isn't it? Especially yeah. with Martinez being out. Well, you just need Luke no Shaw drama at centre back, don't you? Playing Luke Shaw there. And you look at the second goal yesterday, it's just the ball hung up to the back post and Solanke absolutely slam dunks on him. I'm like, it's no surprise, is it? You've got a left back centre half and he's about five foot nine. Do you know what I mean? He's not even used to defending crosses like that. It's just ridiculous. Like, it, Ten Hag is, is sacking himself. That's the best way I can put it. He's sacking himself. He's playing left-backs at centre-half. He's playing right-backs at left-back. Benching stars. Falling out with man. He's literally not doing anything. He's not doing much right, put it that way. His go-to guys, McTominay and Maguire, are the two he tried to shift on in the summer. So there won't be much love lost between them. They won't be running through brick walls for him, will they? I know. And everyone's like, we've got injuries. Like, what injuries have we got? Like, apart from Mason, Matt and Martinez, who else is out? Casemiro would start, wouldn't he? Would he? I don't know. Because when he was getting corned, everyone was like saying, oh, the reason we're not playing through the lines is because we haven't got a guy like Amrabat. He's got the best passing stats in Serie A. Where's he now? Kobe Mino was the best player in the world two weeks ago. Where's he? He was on the bench yesterday. Do you know What's what happening with Rash? Is he dropped or is he... He was on got the came on for illness like or what? <laughs> Rash Rash was giving me joke yesterday actually because he came on yeah, and obviously he got called out against Newcastle about his work rate. The guy was just doing full sprints. I seen everywhere. it. No I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just I nearly rode it in the group it. chat, but I thought you're not That's in the like, best yo, mood. But he Rash was tracking back. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, Rashi, calm down, man." Headless yeah, chicken mode. Yeah, it was mad to see. He was just sprinting everywhere, man. I was like, Rashi, man, calm down, man. We know, we know you're not playing well, but you don't need to sprint. Everything you do is just a sprint. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I can't... I mean, Ten Hag was well within his rights to pull Rashford out. He wasn't on form. That's what you want the manager to do, do his job. Players aren't playing and sometimes well. Sometimes it is for the benefit, isn't it? You see sometimes yeah. if someone's out of form... The, the advice is pull them out of the firing line for a couple of weeks, get some good training session, uh, bring them on, build the confidence. So sometimes it is a positive, isn't it? But obviously yeah. from the outside looking in, Hogs dropped Rashford. Who else is he going to fall out with? Exactly. No, no. It was he, That was the, probably the only thing he has done right. Like, But it, it was well overdue. He should have taken... That's the thing. Again, it's about management. So Rashford's performed so badly for so long. And he's not been taken out to this point. So he's probably thinking, well, why have you dropped me now? Because I've just been playing how I've been playing all season. If you nip that in the bud six, seven games ago and show that nobody's invincible, he's not going to feel invincible. That's going to That all comes down to management again. Do you know what I mean? Showing a player that this is a squad game and if you're not at it, somebody else can take your place. That's what builds hunger in a player's mindset. Not just leaving him in and then just bombing him like out of nowhere. He's just going to think, well, well, no one else is playing good. Do you know what I mean? What, what, who else is playing better than me? Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not chalk and cheese. So, yeah, again, that comes back to management. What I want to just touch on as well, Scott, very quickly, is, is about this structure thing. Because I know a lot of my new fans are like talking about 
Man you need in structure in order to play good football. But like what these fans that say that they don't actually specify what remit they want the structure to have. So in terms of the football we play, what do they want the structure to do to enhance the football? So for example, Bournemouth yesterday, they played us off the park yesterday. What who 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 is in their hierarchy? Can I if I was to ask you now, what is what what is Bournemouth structure? How do they recruit players? You don't know, do you? So exactly. So so how people judge clubs and say how well clubs are run is only reflective of what you see on the pitch. If teams are playing well, oh, they must be run good. If teams are playing poorly, oh, they must be run poorly. Do you know what I mean? That's how football fans work. So at the end of the day, the manager is the most important player uh, person at a football club. They will dictate what happens on the pitch. And that's what we see as fans every weekend. You mentioned 10 years, uh, 10 years, <laughs> 10 minutes ago that Hag's like sacking himself. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, he's a dead man walking. Like, because mm. he's waiting for Sancho to leave the club. He's waiting for Varane to leave the club. If this goes on much longer with the golden boy Rashford, would he end up wanting to leave the club? Would that manifest itself into a fallout? Yeah, I think Rashford's there's only one. one. There's only one outcome here because you're not getting rid of this three four hundred million pounds worth of talent here that have all just fell out with Ten Hag. And, and then you've the obviously got Bayern Munich next, then Liverpool, uh, Villa, a couple West more. You've got Villa, West Ham. Yeah, it's just not going to get any easier, is it? No. And and last season, like he obviously had his moments with how he dealt with stuff, but like last year, Rashford was late for the Wolves game and he just benched him. And that was it. Issue put to bed. Come on, this season, the winner. Yeah, exactly. But this season, he just seems to be moving so mad with how he's dealing with stuff. Like I said, I go back to that Varane thing. That is just utterly bonkers. How, like, we've had so many injuries at centre-half and illness and Lindelof was out and stuff like that. And he's just still not drawing for Varane. Like, he'd rather put Shaw there. It's just mental. Well, it was Evans and Maguire, wasn't it all? Uh, yeah, from the Man City game, wasn't it? And people are like saying, "Oh, it's because he likes left-footed player." I'm just like, "Oh, shut up, man!" Like you've got a you've got a right back, left back. Like Dallow's played left back loads of times this season. That didn't matter then. Do you know what I mean? When when you needed a left footer, you played a right back, left back. So why does the centre half need to be left footed? Who were Liverpool's two centre halves? Uh, right now, yesterday it was Kwanzaa and Van Dyke, but normally be Kanate, Van Dyke, Matip's out injured now. Are any of them left footed? Uh, no. no, exactly. So it's just, it's just a load of rubbish. Van Dyke plays on the left and he's right footed. It's a load of rubbish, mate. It's literally a load of rubbish. You're playing in centre mid. No one says you need a left footed centre mid, do you? Like, it's just like, where do you hear this stuff? Like, I've never heard people defend a manager in this way. Like, you need a left-footed centre-back. All right, I understand long-term, you might want a left-footed centre-back longer-term as, as your optimum future plan or model. But, like, you've got Raphael Varane on the bench. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's because he's not left-footed, you're saying you're not playing Raphael Varane. It's just a look. I don't want to hear the waffle. I've heard it, like, Ollie was bad enough for me. You know what I thought of Ollie. But this is well worse because this guy had a reputation. Like, I thought he was going to come and play what he played at Ajax here or try and implement that in some fashion. And he's done the total opposite, mate. He's playing Allardyce ball, but he can't, and alienating players at the same time, man. I want him gone. 
instantly, mate. Do you think Ten Hag thinks he's in control and this is part of his three-year plan and it's all going exactly... He, obviously, coming into Man United after the decade you've had, no one says it's an easy job. But do you think he thinks he's in control or do you think he's in the middle of head loss and he's digging no. his own grave and he's saying things in press conferences like calling out Sancho, uh, falling out with Varane? I mean, people have fallouts. Like, get over it. A week later, just say, look, mate, I'm sorry. I was out of order there and I was a bit, I was a bit upset. Uh, I didn't mean what I said. Like fallouts, people get over them. I think is that I think he's that stubborn that he thinks he's right no matter what. So like so this is just part of the pain of bringing Man United back to success. No, I, I think like when I say stubborn, I think he's um he's sort of that that principled and that headstrong that I think he's sort of willing to sacrifice the progress just to get his own way. So like like when in the interviews and the presses they ask him about Sancho and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, he knows what he has to do to get back. It's down to him." Like he just won't accept any responsibility for how we're doing. So now, yeah, I think he thinks we are on track. I don't think he looks at the football and thinks this is great, but I don't think he's that bothered. I think he thinks he's doing everything in his power to get to get Man U where they need to be. And I think he thinks he's doing it in the correct way. Like I could sit him down and tell him everything that I've just told you now. And he'd just think I was chatting shit. Like that, that's genuinely what I think. I think he would think I'm chatting absolute rubbish because he just thinks he's right under any circumstances. He seems stubborn. I, I wouldn't even say arrogant because arrogance like where you just think you're sick, but he is just so set in his ways that even if he knows something's going to benefit the team, he won't. He, he will cut off his nose to spite his face. That's the character that he seems like to me. Like he he must know playing Varane centre half with Maguire yesterday and Shaw left back would have been better than playing Shaw better option. Varane, but he, he just wouldn't do it. He, there's no way he wouldn't he would do it. He he wouldn't stoop to that level. He can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. What about Hoyland as well? Not playing Hoyland is he saving him for Bayern Munich? I don't I mean, know why. Martial, Martial is so far gone. I mean, get that guy out, leave on a free transfer. Like, Martial is dead, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. He is he's dead. His career's done at United, and it has been for a couple of years. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, the manager's picking him, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you've, got, you've got Hoyland on the bench. Even if you don't play Hoyland... And the club, if the club haven't got your striker and Martial's not part of your plans, then you just find another way. When Man City wanted a striker that summer and they wanted Ronaldo and Kane and they didn't get either of them, what did Pep Guardiola do? He just played Foden false nine and they won the league. Like, I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but you have to be creative. That's what a manager's job is. Like, they didn't say, oh, Pep weren't backed. We need, a, we need another CEO. Like, let's just employ another eight CEOs until we're good. Like, do you know what I mean? You just, you just come up with a solution. Liverpool did it when all the centre-halves were out and stuff and they just got somebody in on loan or promoted like Nat Phillips or whatever. And you just weather the storm. That's what good managers do. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't know what the fans think they want Tenag to do, but he's just not managing the situations well at all. It's just, it's just excuse bingo, mate. We're just crossing off the, the, the excuses every, every minute. 
Well, as I said earlier, it's not going to get any easier. And Dalaval's joined us. Cheers for joining Dalaval. You, you are the man. Always a pleasure to see you, mate. Uh, he says, I cannot wait for that annual trashing at Anfield next Sunday. It'll be worse than 7 0. <sighs> I can't disagree with Dalaval, Trav, can you? Is, is Rashford banned? Bruno's banned. Bruno's banned, yeah. But then I'm sure uh, I was watching someone say Rashford got a yellow card. Is that him out as well? No, Rashford. I mean, not. the way he's playing at the minute. It doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> he, matter. he probably won't start the game. He probably won't start the game. I mean, you'd expect some. You'd you'd expect us to probably go like three in midfield. Like all he'll do is he'll put minor where Bruno over Bruno and play McTominay as like the ten. That's what will happen. There'll be McTominay in the ten, minor and Amrabat in midfield, and then it will just be the same front three that's been playing. Um, and then the back line is is anyone's guess. I think he draws it out of a hat, to be honest. I think he, I, I, I think he picks the back line out of a hat, mate. I'm not even joking. He just goes into the canteen, goes up to Cap on the reception, and just says, pick a name out, man. Secret Evans, Santa. Evans, Evans is starting this week, mate. That, that's literally how he's picking the back line, man. That is absolute jokes. <laughs> um, oh. Listen... I just want to end on one thing, mm. and it was something you said at the top of uh, the top of the episode. You yeah. mentioned when Fergie came in, and it was six years until he got he success. Home. And yeah. obviously, you were a wee nipper way back then when he, um, nineteen eighty six was it? He was employed. Yeah, and then you won the he FA Cup in nineteen ninety. Yeah, and then it took him six years to win his first league. Yes, so it was twenty six years in total. So, yeah, you were only a wee nipper, but I'm sure you've done the, the research. Why was he given so long? Um, like, was he showing little increments of improvement every year? Because obviously there's that now infamous banner, um, Time's Up, Fergie, Tara. Yeah. Um, so obviously the fans had a, a displeasure that it was going wrong. And then obviously they won the FA Cup, which meant more then than it did now. But do you know why he got so much time? Was it still the same... Um, we can't keep sacking managers. Who who would replace him? That's the big one now, isn't it, with Ten Hag? It's mm. not about Ten Hag's rubbish. We've got to get him out. Old Mark Goldbridge and everyone says, well, if he does go, who are we getting in? Well, you don't know until he's gone. You might get in no. someone that's amazing. It's like buying a loaf of bread, yeah, and you eat the bread and it's horrible and you say, oh, what if the, what if the other loaves of bread are nasty though? So I'm just going to keep eating this bread. Like, you, you just wouldn't do it, would you? Like, you have to try a different bread. Like, th th it's exactly the same. You just keep going until you find the manager that clicks. Like, people are going on like, and this is the other thing, because people keep saying these players keep throwing the manager under the bus. Nearly 50% of this squad is this current manager's, and he's not even been there for two years. It's not the same players. And the players that are there that were existing, he doesn't have to pick them. He doesn't have to pick them. Maybe at right back, all right, we've, we've not bought him a right back. In every other position, we've bought him at least one player. We've bought him two left backs. We've bought him four centre mids. We've bought him one striker and we've bought him two wingers at least. That's without loans. Like, we're not asking for and the end product. And the keeper, exactly. We're not asking for the end product as well. We're asking for a progression on last season. 
Last season, we controlled games a lot more, but it's not rocket science. We had Casemiro holding, we had Varane in the team. De Gea was a better shot stopper than Anana. Anana was bought in for his ball-playing ball abilities. That's not being utilised at all. Um, so this, this fundamental changes to the team. Shaw was playing left-back all the time. There was no Maguire. Um, Ericsson obviously was fit. And yes, we've got a couple of knocks, but... We've not kicked on for, or, or revolutionised the way we've played. We've gone to a totally different style. It's all long ball. It's all counter-press. It's all trying to nick the ball high up the pitch, getting percentage football, feeding off scraps. We're not trying to play out from the back at all. That's what the fans are vexed with. Not the fact that, oh, he's not got the signings or this or, or nothing like that. People that want Tenag out are seeing that he's not sticking to his Ajax philosophy. He's not trying to play in that way. And he's just booming the ball long in a desperate fashion, hoping that he holds on to a win. And someone like Rashford pops up with a goal or McTominay saves his bacon. That's why we keep winning in the 90th minute if we do win. Because it's just hopeful. It's like McTominay pops up at the last minute and nicks it. Bruno, 90th minute winning against Fulham. Luton, 1-0. Just dead, dead results. We don't win games convincingly. It's dead, mate. So that's what needs to happen. Tenog needs to go. Whether we're getting into him or, or we can get the guy that we need now, fantastic, even better. Do you know what I mean? But we should be speaking to managers now. Like, if it's Ratcliffe and his boys that are coming in, they should be sounding out managers now, looking for who they want to, to rebuild this squad properly. Not Tenar, because he's bought 40% of the signings and most of them are going anyway. Like Casemiro, he's been linked with a move away. Amrabat's been linked... Will, will we sign him on a permit? There's not any signings apart from Martinez that you can categorically say are going to be the here for the future of Manchester United. That, to me, is poor recruitment. Anana, questions about him. Regulon might not get signed permanent. Um, Amrabat might not get signed permanent. Mount's not even getting a game. Malassia, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Hoyland hasn't scored a goal. Like, it's just... Anthony in the bin. In the bin, like there's just not one signing by Martinez where you can say, "Yeah, that's worked." Everything else is just in the toilet, mate. So, yeah, this manager needs to go, and the quicker the better. Well, at least it's only Bayern Munich and Liverpool next. Yeah, we'll be sound because that will just speed the process. <laughs> up. <laughs> that will speed the process up, mate. What uh, what day is Man United Bayern? That's Tuesday. That's Tuesday night. And then Tuesdays Liverpool. and Mondays are perfect for me. So live match reaction, 10 p.m. Tuesday night. Yeah, Bayern. Yeah, we'll do that because we'll be out of the Champions League. Hopefully we're out of Europe totally and we're not going into the Europa League because let's be honest, that puts more pressure on Ten Hag because we'll, people will automatically put us as one of the favourites of that competition. We're not going to win it because we're not good enough. Because we can't even convincingly beat Bournemouth and Luton and stuff. So what we're going to do in the Europa League, them teams are going to pattern us as well. So that's just another competition for Tenag to get dumped out of. So yeah, it, it just speeds the process up, mate. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas to any Man United fans that have tuned in. We just had, uh... That's it. Yeah. We just had 40 minutes of Trav's thoughts on Man United and their predicament right now, especially Ten Hag. Where does he go from here? I think he's going to get the sack personally. Trav hopes he gets the sack soon. Uh, I can't see how he's going to get out of the next three or four fixtures. Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Villa, West Ham. He's not going to get out of them. Uh, I think all them games are by Boxing Day, aren't they? If he's still I think there... We'll lose all of them games. I think we'll lose yeah. every single one. Like, I... 
what can you see us beating any of them teams? Because West Ham's away from home as well, and then Villa's at Old Trafford, and they Villa will rip. Bayern us. Munich are already through. You're at OT. Nah, don't give it that. They can rest. I'm telling you, you could paper over some cracks here, <laughs> sneak into the next round of the European Cup, and then that's Ten Hag safe until uh, yeah, May don't. June for sure. Um, but yeah. Lauren Hill, man, don't just don't, mate. That's not happening, bro. That's not happening. <laughs> right, we'll be there. Match reaction Tuesday night. Absolutely. Bookmark it. Trav, cheers for your time, mate. Have a great Sunday. Let's go and watch Luton versus Man City, yeah? Peace. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! <laughs>